1: Hey, Club Scouts! On the latest episode of The Other
2: Side, we talked to our very own Bryce Johnson about the season two premiere of Expedition Bigfoot, and he's not spoiling much.
1: No, but boy, you are not going to want to miss it. We got some uh, inside intel just for you, our Patreon listeners.
2: Go to Patreon.com/slash Bigfoot Collectors Club to join BCC The Other Side.
1: See you there.
0: It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. (laughs) I know a ghost story or two.
2: Let's do this. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I am your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host. Bryce Johnson. And our super producer and birthday boy as we record this. (laughs)
0: Yay. Riley Bray.
2: Hooray. It's Riley Bray. Happy birthday, buddy.
0: Thanks. It's going really well so far. I've been uh, amazed by how many birthday wishes I've gotten from all of our BCC listeners, and it's oh, really that's nicknamed. sweet. They really they love me, man. Well, I love them. It's really nice. I'm in a great mood. <laughs> we're we're using your uh, the
1: love of our fans for you to get more of them over to the Patreon because that's where. <laughs> Riley uh, has lots more to say and is much more involved in the uh, conversations of the show. So if you're not already over there, get over to the other side, our Patreon, where Riley is a much bigger part of the show. Outside, outside of the, just being kicking a, an off amazing with a,
2: audio with, engineer nice I, really. I love that you yeah. segued straight out of a birthday wish into an ad <laughs> that's
0: how we do it the greatest birthday present of all is subscribing to our patreon that's <laughs> patreon.com the other side well it comes
1: from love because it, i mean like i said he you know on on this side you know riley he chimes in every now and then and, and does all of our scores, but on, on the other side, he's really a much bigger part of uh of the conversation and dialogue and, and people love it. So uh that's all.
2: Oh. Thanks, bud. Well, uh, we're kicking off 2021. This is our first recording uh that we've had back in the new year, last week's episode we recorded before the holidays. Who knew that uh, you know, we'd still be doing this over the internet. <laughs> and not in person in the clubhouse anymore yeah uh really need to get those um those podcasts uh host vaccinations out there so we can (laughs) i know let's move you know we're gonna i I feel like we're gonna have to like
1: fight against convenience because when we are able to get back to together it's gonna be like oh well it was pretty easy doing it from home and but it's gonna be like no Let's get back to the clubhouse. Let's get there in person. It's going
2: to be so much harder to schedule. It's already gotten (laughs) bad. And now it's going to be. And I know I have friends that have already said, like, I'm never going over to a person's house to do a podcast again. So it might be the three of us in person and a lot of guests just Skyping in. That's okay. We'll get like
0: an iPad on like a mannequin. (laughs) That'll be close enough. Oh, I love those.
2: It's just going to be Grace is going to be our guest every episode totally. <laughs> just bring her downstairs. Um all right everybody speaking of bringing in a guest uh we have an amazing guest for you this week as always uh but she's extra special. She's uh if you've been listening to the show for a while she's a recurring guest. You guys know her, you love her. She's a medium, she's an intuitive. She's got a brand new book out right now called Peering into the Narrow Room: A Non-Guide to the Other Side. Um uh, Club Scouts of all shapes and sizes, please welcome to the show once again Adela Levine. Yeah!
3: Wow! Can you can you just record that and send it to me for every morning? I can listen to that. It made me feel really good, Michael. Hi, guys! Hi, happy New <laughs> Hi everybody! New Year. Happy, New Year. happy New Year! Happy birthday, Riley! Thank How's twenty twenty one going?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah well, it's a weird start, but yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> i you think know, it's gonna little, we'll, we'll land on, i think a
2: little bit a little rough bit entry for everybody yeah. maybe, but we're i mean knows, <laughs> this, this episode doesn't drop for like five days so who knows what the fuck's gonna happen that's months. true i that's mean true. the martian tripods might arrive between now and then dear god Open. i know yeah well <laughs> they set they do set fire to a lot of things in that book so
3: Okay, no, no, thanks. Um no, no.
2: Adela, how have you been? Uh you and I have been uh chatting a lot over Instagram uh yes. because we were we've been talking a lot during the pandemic about video games.
3: Yes, and very i to talking about
2: where you're at with video games right now.
3: So I have beat um two Resident Evil, Red Dead Redemption 2, which I thank Michael for turning me on to, which I even got a gift from uh, my fiance Citric, who uh, got me a cameo from Arthur, which was the best Christmas present. And (laughs) uh, it was awesome. He said he went on for two minutes commenting on other things, Um, and uh, now I uh, got a PlayStation, not for me, but for someone else in my family. So I've been stealing it. I scored, actually, Cedric scored the PS5. He actually found a lottery, got on the lottery, and um, snagged it. Yeah. At the time. Awesome. A week before, yeah, uh, Christmas. Yeah. So I've now have been playing The Last of Us. I played the first one. Now I'm on to the second one. Yeah. It doesn't sound like I'm doing other things. <laughs> I am, I swear. I actually I've actually been reading a ton, doing online classes and things like this. But when I'm not, you got to go in another world where it makes sense, sort of, with how, zombies how, and stuff. How has
1: that been, Adela? Because I know you've been doing readings now more online and, and through the computer. What is that a pretty big difference of being uh, of doing a reading face-to-face with someone?
3: no I actually started off that way I started off reading people way back when on uh, if anybody remembers myspace um, that's kind of how I started and I did only phone and it in those days I was trying to explain to people that it's like really it really almost helps to do it that way because I'm um, you know, um, proving that I don't need to be present. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm at a distance. So, um, it, it's about energy. You know, it's not that I need to be in the room with somebody. Right. So it's really not no different for me. It's actually very normal. It, um, and so I've been reading on the phone and I already, I already did like 50, 50, you know, prior to the pandemic, but doing classes online. I've did that before too, way back when for, and I've been doing that for many years, but the new thing is I've done medium galleries and seances online. That's been interesting.
2: Wow. And it's actually
3: done really well.
2: How do you do a yeah. seance online? Cause I feel like we need at least, you know, uh, a crystal ball and a circular table and, and four <laughs> people with mustaches.
3: Yes. That's, <laughs> That is actually a very aesthetic, awesome way to do it. But um, the way I do them, they're called participation seances. So everybody in the group, I'm leading it, and I still have um, the spirits connect and and line up behind the people. The difference between a gallery is where I read each person. Um, You you tell me who you want to talk to, and I read that person. But in a seance, I'm more – Allowing you guys to kind of ride the wave. See, normally when I'm reading all the time, I'm keeping all of the energies away from people. So I did a gallery today online and and there were people in there who had done the seance with me and they could tell it's way different. It's way less um, intense because I'm not letting the gates flood and they feel the energy. Mm. And in the seance, you get to kind of see what you feel and what you see. Whereas in the medium gallery, it's just me reading each person. So it, it was interesting the first time I was like, are people going to feel it? I know I've done other things like this and people were feeling cold and they were feeling things touching them on their own. Cause I try not to lead people. Cause you know, you can you don't want it to be like in their head, like, Oh, I do feel something. And, um, and people were kind of surprised that they felt stuff. Um, but I am focusing on, you know, I'm basically what I'm doing is saying, listen, their game. So, go go at it guys you know mm-hmm. they're open for you guys messing with them a little bit or letting them feel you but i still um so it kind of it 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 works it's kind of trippy because uh the cool thing about it is that there's people who wanted to come to these and i couldn't they couldn't come in person so there are people that listen and and Follow what I do all over the world and they've always wanted to do these things and they're not living here So they've had a chance to experience it
1: well you know it makes it brings up uh it makes me think of a conversation you know Riley Michael and I sort of had last week being the proud owners of oculus Two headsets. We were wondering yes! you know, what like a what like a seance same. might be like in in the v r space you know where people can have their avatars and I mean obviously since you've stated that you know you don't need to be in the same room with someone to read energies or contact the other side it it makes me think like you know. In the future, being in some sort of VR simulation, the possibilities of doing magic rituals, seances, and stuff like that—it's it, it, a really interesting concept.
3: I absolutely agree. I have I have a VR as well. Um, the same um, set as you guys, and it is my goal to start doing all these things in VR. I mean, that is like definitely my that's where I want to head towards. Uh, I think it'd be amazing. And I think it's no different. Honestly, I, I see that realm as being like in a VR, like you're just, um, you know, like spirits can change their form and look any way they want and all that kind of stuff. So I don't really see it. I feel like a VR is like a perfect natural progression for doing this kind of work. I totally am down for that.
1: Oh, that's a wild thought to think that maybe spirits themselves would, uh, you know, choose their own avatars. <laughs> you know,
3: yeah, they do. They can they can change any form according to like I don't know if you ever saw the movie What Dreams May Come, um, mm-hmm. with Robin Williams, but yeah, they course. they cut yeah, it's a perfect movie of ha- what I saw that I was like someone really knows this realm because it, it happens in that realm where the the spirits are in a different form and they explain well we wanted you to listen to us so we took a different form so you would. He- you know, not get caught up emotionally. So, gotcha. yeah, I think VR and and technology is kind of definitely showing us stuff like that because doesn't it feel like it... I mean, I know when I played it, I sometimes forget you're not in your house. Mm-hmm. You're like between worlds. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's very similar. It's a yeah, perfect Yeah, it's example. definitely
2: like a liminal space, especially now mm-hmm. with the Quest 2. It is... I feel like it's the most easily accessible sort of like you are kind of dropping into a parallel dimension. It is completely wild to me. And I think the possibilities uh, are endless for this stuff. Um, you know, I'd love to do we were talking about this on the other side, but, you know, I'd love to do, um, you know, a VR experiences that replicate alien encounters or bigfoot encounters you know getting on a ufo seeing what that's like flying across the galaxy going to uh zeta reticuli you know that i think that would be so cool that's the kind of stuff that i want to play around with that with michael i don't know if you
0: saw but um a listener that we've actually i did i did yes i started talking to him a little bit about that and he has the same idea and he's actually coding in in vr so we'll see where that goes oh man that's amazing very exciting
2: Wow. Well, maybe the four of us will have to figure out how to link up and then see if we can summon uh, an entity... (laughs) <laughs> I can just VR, summon cat. them
3: for you out of VR. I'll be happy to do that for you guys. Or like-
2: we have a we actually have a ghost form an avatar. In, oh, in a, in a that space. would be awesome. I, <laughs> feel <laughs> like,
1: I feel like the Socorro saucer incident would be a great one to start with because it starts off with a car chase where you're a cop and you're and you're chasing a speeder and then a meteor. Cra- you hear something over in the in the field beyond and near the the, the dynamite storehouse and you have to go check it
0: out. Yes. I think that would be a good one. Let's get these writing sessions started. Let's <laughs> make this thing happen.
2: All right. Well, we're gonna talk to Adela a lot more about the other side and what she sees coming up in 2021. But before we get into that, we have some Based <laughs> news.
1: Yeah, this one was uh was pretty interesting and I think it uh, shocked a lot of people outside of a lot of the you know UFO stuff that hits the headlines, but uh, I'm reading this out of the RepublicWorld.com. Harvard Professor. <laughs> Wait,
2: what website is the RepublicWorld.com? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's the not
1: first, as if it's the Washington <laughs> Post yeah, or the something. the first one that pulled up for me when I. When I've, I seen uh,
3: that. I've seen that one too. Um, uh,
1: but it said Harvard yeah. Professor. Oh, you guys there? Yeah. 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 Hello? Yeah. You good? Bryce? Oh, okay. Hello? Okay. Okay. Sorry. Here we go. <laughs> harvard, Pro- yeah hello are we all here yeah, yeah we're here man yeah, happening? Happening. We're, we're off cue today we're off cue today here we go okay harvard professor claims aliens visited earth in 2017 believes more is on its way harvard professor Avi loeb said that there was evidence of alien garbage known as Oumuamua floating in space which presented the case for the alien technology in a shocking announcement the chair of Harvard's Department of Astronomy on January third confirmed the existence of intelligent life outside the planet, as he claimed that a discarded alien space object flew past the Earth in 2017. In his book, Extraterrestrial, The First Sign of Intelligent Life Beyond Earth, Avi Loeb said that there was evidence of the alien garbage known as amuamua, which we've talked about previously on this podcast, floating in space, which presented the case for the alien technology. The element wandered in the solar system in the direction of the star Vega, approximately 25 light-years away on September 6, 2017. According to Loeb's book excerpts, humanity had its first sign of extraterrestrial life's existence when a 400-meter space rock entered the solar system's orbit. This, according to Loeb, wasn't an asteroid, but alien garbage. I don't know why they keep saying garbage. Uh, Anyway, the mysterious Oumuamua rock in 2017 had caused a stir on October 19, 2017, after it was detected by the University of Hawaii's pan stars telescope at the observatory on Haleakala, Maui, founded by NASA's Near-Earth Objection Observation Program. The cigar-shaped rock was blazing past in the universe with the speed of 1,906 Thousand miles per hour and was first classified as a comet or an asteroid by NASA scientists. Uh, but the Harvard professor wrote that the presence, oh, oh, my computer's going everywhere now. Come on, scroll, baby, scroll, of glistening metallic alien junk in space, scroll, pushed humanity to run the risk to discover the unknown and open mind, <laughs> which the humans weren't ready for. Blah bitty, blah. He goes on to say, as we learned about talking about Umamua um- 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 before, you know, it didn't it didn't the tra- the trajectory of it basically eluded uh, all scientists and and y- they couldn't pin it down as just a uh, a comet or a meteorite because it wasn't behaving normally. And, yeah, it, and, this, and it even changed directions at one point.
2: Yeah. And this thing was like, from what I remember, it was like flipping end over end throughout space as well. Mm, it was a, lo- right. a long, almost giant right. cigar shaped thing. And it was going tip. You know, oh, end over end floating through. I don't know. Weird, weird stuff. I, I just, I'm curious why they call it alien garbage. Is it just like some, just just space trash from another civilization? I don't, I don't get it. It's not, I mean, I guess crap. that seems
1: to be what, he, what, what he's saying, uh, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see why it couldn't be like a probe or something else
0: like that. Perhaps it's I just should like packaging that their probe came in and then they just like shot it off
2: into space. Or
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. <laughs>
2: It's the empty box, yeah, exactly, for their awesome spaceship. They just <laughs> they dump all their trash in in our Milky Way system.
1: But I mean, I love I love that this guy's the chair of Harvard Astronomy, and and he's kind of going out on a limb here, saying you know that wasn't a normal celestial object. You know that was that was something else entirely. I'm confused. What
0: like why? What what, what I I like the uh, conclusion, but what's the did he cite? I I didn't really get that from looking at that story. That yeah. I saw too. This is so, so, uh,
2: I've got this over on vice.com as well. I brought this in. Um, he says that uh, the giant space blunt was bizarre because of its color, the fact it didn't have comet. Wait, like- wait, the wait, ocean. did you just why say space was- blunt? What are you doing over there? <laughs> yeah,
3: they, they, they,
2: it's vice. Everything's That's about right. weed on vice.com. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Uh, It didn't have a because it looked like a giant blunt. The fact it it didn't have (laughs) comet like propulsion and the fact it didn't give off gases in the way a comet would be expected to. But they also said it was unlikely to be alien in nature. Uh, Oumuamu is having this is in the University of Maryland's original report uh, or report in 2019. These are people saying that it's probably not alien. Uh, Oumuamu is having some unusual properties uh, is by no means sufficient evidence to conclude that it must be aliens. Um, Matthew Knight, co-author of that paper, told Motherboard at the time, adding, As a scientist, I'm trained to not think in absolutes, so I can't say with 100% confidence that it was an aliens. Knight hypothesized that the object was planetesimal, meaning it could be the building block of a planet. But Loeb Loeb disagrees. He doesn't want to jump to conclusions, uh, but he thinks that it is, um, because of its anomalies, uh, that it, it might be alien in nature. Yeah. yeah, what so if it
1: was we'll, like a we'll star seed, like passing by planets and ejecting, you know, the building blocks of life, you know, directed panspermia wow.
0: style? <laughs> we, could, we could use some, fresh, leave it to a man to it think so <laughs> it's, <either space laughs> it's either space crash, a giant
2: yeah. want. Or it's a giant penis, space penis, shooting its, its cum everywhere. Is basically what the price <laughs> of it. exactly. Miracle leave of it life. to
3: men to think this way. This is this is where it's going to go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll leave it to you, space blunt or space dick. You decide.
0: <laughs> That'd be a good Instagram poll, actually.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Adela, any thoughts about this before we move on into what's coming up in 2021?
3: I guess I, I'm i kind of one of those people that obviously are going to believe anything's possible. Do I go on the theory Bryce has thrown out there? Maybe not, but I definitely feel like um, something's happening. I mean, it's kind of interesting because it's happened. Don't you guys notice it's like happening a lot lately? I mean, we're being talked about where it's being more validated a lot lately
0: mm, definitely.
3: about... I think that's UFOs, the important part. Were, yeah, yeah, UFOs and aliens. It's kinda it's not it's it's obviously still fringe, right? But it's not it's being validated by some, you know, people who are a little more taken seriously, I guess.
1: Well and here's and- the thing Here's the thing, right? You're, you're absolutely right. The giggle factor is slowly receding away, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, you know, what's been in the news as of late are these UAPs, these unidentified aerial phenomenons, which is, which is something entirely different than what this guy is kind of like, Mm. you know, uh, you know, latching on, which is the idea that this it's this space rock that's not performing as a as a space rock should leading him to believe, oh, it must have come from some other intelligence you know so so it's a little bit outside of the uFO category, but enough for this Harvard astronomer to say, uh yeah, here's a sign that uh you know extraterrestrial intelligent life exists somewhere outside of our galaxy. dig it,
3: I have a question for all of you guys because this is you know. I mean, I love this subject, but you guys study it more. Do you feel that it's, um, do you feel that people are just more open to it? Or do you feel that they're starting to kind of maybe just inch their way in, going, we've already known this stuff. We've already believed this stuff. Like, you know, people are professionals and things, and they're just kind of filtering it in slowly, slowly more and more. Or is it something new you think's happening?
2: Um, I I think it's just gradually, you know, generationally, um, we're just more open minded and more accepting of this yeah. stuff. And I think with I think I think with reports like Bryce was talking about, ever since that 2017 article uh, from December of 2017 in the New York Times about these UAPs that the Pentagon's been studying, now the Air Force has confirmed it, the Pentagon's confirmed it. Um, I just think people are, have a much more open mind to it than um, it's, it's, it's a, the stigma is wearing off a little bit because there's just more people confirming, okay, there's something to this. We don't know what it is, but there's something, something here, you know? And I think as the, you know, our telescopes and our technology get better and we're peering into deeper and deeper into space and we see weird stuff like this, it's nice that there's somebody there because we have to theorize what it is, right? We don't know. They don't know for sure. So I think the, the, the Harvard professor that's going to say, Hey, it could be, um, extraterrestrial in origin is going to get a shit ton of headlines. You know, um, I'm interested in reading this guy's book, uh, that's coming out, um, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I just think it's, I think people are just kind of coming around to it. And I also, I think that this stuff goes in cycles in the, um, in mass culture, you know, uh, that that aliens and UFOs get popular, people talk about it for a while, and then it kind of quiets down again, and then it comes back up, you know. But yeah. we'll see. I don't know. It's well, really cool. Especially
3: during a time where people are feeling like there's got to be something else, maybe, you know, when they're feeling stressed yes. and things like that. I think that has something. But I feel like it's both myself. I, I, I you know, that's just me. I feel, I feel that. That realm is peeking through more and more because people are more accepting and maybe also what you said. So I, I don't know. I just think it's – I don't I don't see it slowing down. It's just what I'm saying.
2: Cool. I hope it doesn't. I, do. I know. Yeah, bring it on. Speaking <laughs> right. of bringing it on, uh, yes. Dale, I wanted to have you on the show today because uh back in the old days of Coast to Coast AM when Art Bell was hosting the show – He would do something at the beginning of every uh, year where he'd have, like, a predictions show. You know, he'd have psychics on and uh, talk about what they saw happening in in the upcoming year. Now, we're not going to do that exactly uh, because that's not really your game. Uh, But I did want to talk about, because obviously we're off to the races already. (laughs) um, And we don't have to... Obviously, we're not going to get too into current events here. But in the general term, I wanted to talk about what you saw coming down the pipeline for 2021 what should we expect energetically spiritually and of course if you do foresee any major events that you know maybe you can share them here because i've i've noticed that on your youtube and in your post you're like i've been talking about this this is happening um and i wanted to know if you can speak to that as well on a bit more of a specific level. Like if you see some shit coming down the, uh, down the pipeline, can you please let us know? Now? Yeah, if we, <laughs> should start
1: building, if we should start building an arc. You should let us know. Yeah,
2: like, let us know because I, I'm, I'm dreading turning on the news every day. So, <laughs>
3: Well, it's very interesting that, um, Bryce said arc, because I actually have been using that example. When I said that I've been telling people for months, I've been using the example of feeling like crazy, Noah running around trying to tell people things that they are not seeing yet. And so, yeah, I, again, we don't want to get, you know, deep into current events, but on, um, you know, on the kind of the broad spectrum, what I meant is that I kept telling people months and months ago that the winter was going to be a very difficult winter, um, that economically it was going to be difficult. Um, you know, of course the things we're going through, I did say specific things, you know, about what happened this past week, um, in readings. Cause you know, I kind of try to only tell people things in readings and then keep it a little more less specific publicly because not everybody uh, wants to know. I, I even had one client's like, I don't want to know. Uh, you're only supposed to tell me everything's going to be great. Um, but um, yeah, so I I feel that um, this week isn't a surprise at all. This is kind of, I actually braced for that um, to, to kind of comment on that. But um, that's what I meant. I kept, saying that the winter, you know, I feel like people thought when this all, you know, when things began in March that we, you know, it was kind of like these sections I was going through at first, I was trying to tell people, um, you know, people were kind of like thinking it was temporary and I was preparing people that they wanted to be, to look at plans they're making in their life. And I kind of just always been feeling like the, the Debbie Downer, but it's my job to tell the truth. And I'm like, you know, that's not going to happen and looking at things in different fields of work and where I see um, different industries going. And I've been doing that. That has definitely changed in readings where I'm not just, you know, only looking at you, I'm looking at what's happening around you and how that's affecting your life, particularly as we move forward, the, the, you know, I will specifically say that I don't see things changing. I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel till spring. I've been very open about that. Um, meaning I've said that in readings, I've said that on, on my videos on YouTube and I see it, say it on Instagram, I don't see a light at the light. So that just means, we'll see some light like, okay, finally there's something letting up where, um, we still have a very heavy time to go through, but it's kind of like the other day. Um, I could feel there's a little bit like, almost like a break in the ocean, but I don't see the light happening till spring. And I really don't see things starting to flourish and move until summer. Um, what I mean by that is specifically that we're not, many industries are not going back to the way they were working from home is going to continuously to grow into becoming a norm. School's going to change to being a hybrid. Um, some, some things that I definitely see like the movie and entertainment business moving more and more into like what I see as these beehives where, people are going to have more and more opportunity to create and make things. But like, I don't see the theater business going back to the way it was. I had this like really strange vision of even theater, like movie theaters being like these pods that people can go and rent and watch things if they want, if they don't want to do it at home. I feel like, My, my vision is that a lot of these people who are in charge of these businesses who are in different industries, they already have everything in knowing that we're going to move forward and not go back to the way it was, but they're just waiting for that moment when people can actually, you know, be mobile and such before they start implementing these changes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think
1: that I think that's spot on as far as those, you know, the 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 movie theater industry which affects, you know, of course, Michael and I in particularly, but I've already seen some of these, you know, sort of little pop-up venues start to start to start to spring up where people will just sort of like you said get together and and you know, put on like a showing of, you know, their favorite movies or something like that. But yeah, I, I don't know. it's I, I'm worried about the uh, you know, the uh the the theater the the theater experience in particular because i don't know that's something that uh well i god i just grew up loving going to the movies and and getting the popcorn and and sitting in a darkened room with a bunch of other other people strangers whom i didn't know and having this common experience it was almost like uh like church in a sense we were all sort of communing with this storyteller and and uh you know i hope that experience doesn't go away uh, too much. I hope. I hope there's still some semblance of it left when all this is said and done.
3: Well, it will. It, it's the the vision I have is kind of more like these futuristic pods. You know, I think what hap- what's happening now is kind of the raw version. It's the very raw version. So you guys should take note of it because history is in the making. We're like we're we're moving into a completely new world. It's it's kind of like living. In then just industri- you know in the time where things moved you know all these industries started forming right but it's like on you know steroids it's moving much faster much more insane because we have the technology but it was already moving this direction and what we've been going through just pushed it over so it's not that you won't be able to have those experiences but it's going to be much more um, refined. You know what I mean? So you could have an option to have watch, go watch something in VR, or you can have the option to just do the old fashioned way, but it's going to, I have this very distinct vision of these white, like pods that hold, you can do it with your friends or if you want to kind of do that experience with strangers, but I don't, I do not see that it go back to these big theaters in the way. And I don't see concerts going back completely into the same form, but it doesn't, It doesn't mean, guys, that it's all crashing and going away. It's actually going to broaden it. I feel that there's two things going on. There's things we've learned about safety, and there's also, you know, the money factor where there's people who are in charge of money. I see them having these conversations. That's kind of like where I use remote viewing. And the conversations are, you know, hey, we can make more money if we do it, you know, for people all across the globe instead of having to only go, and travel from place to place. I do read for a lot of these people in these different industries, which is, you know, why I have to look at all these different industries, but I've been looking at that for some time. I, I just feel that this has already been forming and this is just pushing it. I know it feels like makes you nervous. Like that means something you were doing is going away. I don't really see it that way. I feel like it's actually going to broaden your options you're going to be more in the power seat than you have been in the in all of the fields. All three of you are in.
1: Hmm.
3: So no, more,
1: so like no
0: more mosh pits. <laughs> <laughs> That's <the> main takeaway.
2: <laughs> Is that your concern? Yeah, um, I've never, I've never been in a mosh pit. That, that, that doesn't concern You might be stuck in the '90s still. <laughs> I'm just a little worried.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if people are doing those anymore, but I don't know.
2: Oh, Um, they
0: they are. They are. Okay. Well, not this year, but they were. (laughs)
3: Not this year. Um, Yeah, I I feel like it's going to, you're going to see that in every level. Um, The way schools are going to be, it's not that it's all going to be at home, but they will be It's the concept of like, we're moving into a time where it's like, maybe we didn't think about these things. There's some people who have illnesses and they're raising children and it's hard for them. Maybe they don't have as much money. So like even taking their kids to school and the school supplies and everything, I feel like everything's getting streamlined, tightened, and even a consciousness of we have to think of things differently. We can't just keep pushing it to the line. I feel that there's some things that are very hard for people to accept because the old ways are going, but there's going to be awesome new ways of thinking like, oh, we didn't think of maybe kids learning from home. Maybe some some families that works for them. It's less expensive. They don't have to have daycare in the morning and daycare at night. You know, I just feel like we're at the very baby stages of it. But 2021 is definitely going to be all about huge, major shifting into that change. It is going
1: to feel oh, uh, odd. Adela, can you talk a little bit about the lo- the logistics of how that works for for you as an intuitive and medium? In other words, like, you know, I know when you when you sit with somebody, when you when you're reading with somebody, you can, you know, contact the other side and make it very specific towards that person and 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 how does it work when you're sort of reading the the future in general terms as well? Do you just sort of Take a pulse of all the 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 contact with the other side, and just you know, read it as a whole, or do you just try and pick up clues? Or can you can you talk to us a little bit about how that works for for you as a medium?
3: Sure. Well, because a medium is only part of what I do. I you know I do two types of things in my site. Uh, Medium is specifically talking to someone who's died. Does it mean that the people who died? Don't want to. Hey, go. Hey, we got some heads up because there's no time or space in their realm. Um, mm. But as um, so, they're able to kind of give a heads up, but they're they're not able to know everything because they don't understand the bigger picture of like Bryce's life. Like, okay, Bryce, this is you might want to turn left and right because I I have like a, a GPS and I don't I don't I don't have to deal with the physical world, so I can jump ahead of time and see different possible options you can take. However, they don't understand like maybe there's a reason why Bryce has to go this way or that way on a bigger level of the bigger picture of your life. That's more kind of the higher beings and the collective whole. So when I'm looking at stuff for people on intuitive level, I'm looking at possible timelines. My job is to guide what I feel like, hey, Bryce, you could you know, not bump on this bump right here. I could help you avoid this pitfall. It doesn't mean it's the wrong or right, but I'm trying to help you not go through that pitfall. You can go around Mm. it and you know, it could be a little smoother ride. It's not to like avoid everything, but this is the way I use sight. So some people are like, you know, screw you, Dale, I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm like, all right, because it's free will. And they come back, they're like, yeah, that pitfall did happen. I learned some things. Well, maybe now what do I do? So when I'm looking at stuff, it's possible timelines. And everything we do has a reaction, you know, decisions we make affect the domino effect Of those possible timelines, so I'm looking at something and I'm seeing how those things are starting to unfold and affect each other. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, totally. Bryce, what do you feel about um, you know running that homeschool out of your house permanently?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No way in hell! (laughs) No way in hell! And that's
3: what um, I was leading this all up to, Bryce, to let you know, this is your, no. I'm just yeah, talking. she does, yeah. you
2: know, you should know now that Adela drops hints that she's actually seeing about her future and <laughs> her answers. So I would just say, <laughs> raise yourself, buddy.
3: Um, oh, a little bit. I mean, probably more I'm dropping hints on um, your career choices.
2: Well, can we talk about that? What's going on? Can we get specific? Would you feel comfortable doing that? Can you give us a little preview sure. for each of us about what 2021 might hold, and then we, oh. we'll have it on record, and then we can tell you oh, uh, that we've all those pitfalls. <laughs> we told us not to, to go go into. <clears throat>
3: well, okay. Who's going first?
2: Well, I think the birthday boys up first. Oh, birthday the birthday boys up boy. first. Birthday boy. <laughs>
3: Well, with Riley, because, you know, you're in music and you're also in recording, you know, honestly, I feel that, you know, what I see with you is that your music is definitely always going to be, or writing your music, it, I feel is going to probably become more and more part of your future. So if you want it to be, obviously you have a choice, but I, if I were to push you in a different direction. I don't think it's so different, but it's just going to grow if you um, start saying yes to that. I know you're a performer and that's part of your spirit and that's something you can always do. But my job is to kind of make sure when I'm looking at things for people that you thrive, right? And that you are making money and you're taking care of your life. And I feel that writing and producing you would have more than enough work if you just are always um, saying yes to that direction, because that's the beehives I see happening where there are going to be a lot of different um, areas where people are going to need this. It's not going to just be film. It's not going to just be TV. It's not going to even just be music. There's going to be other areas. So I feel like writing and um, being the, the behind everything is going I just foresee him becoming um, very strong in that if you agree to it.
0: Dig that. Successful that in
3: that. Is it, let's just be like clear financially more successful. And I actually see you liking it because it gives you very much of a grounding. And then if you want to do music, right? You want to perform, then it's kind of more your free spirit uh, expression and less of like, mm-hmm pushing yourself that this is something I have to go do now. Cause I did a, you know, I made a commitment or whatnot. Right. Um, so Daly, but you use the analogy,
1: yeah. sorry to interrupt. You use the analogy uh, more like a, a beehive in that direction. And, and I love that. I mean, do you sort of see it like that as like more activity, more vibration, more sound and humming if, if, if he were to move in that direction and stay in that direction, do you kind of see it as an energy like that? Like, you know, the, the, the busyness of a, of a busy beehive.
3: I I have an actual vision for the entertainment world because, you know, I do read a lot of people in that world um, of beehives for all of the entertainment world that it's going to um, be people creating like the, the big machine is going to break down and it's going to become more empowered to the individual. Hmm. So um, you can create your own working beehive and it can honey. be just as busy yeah exactly <laughs> and so i feel like how big you want to grow it of course that's different um and you know for riley pr- particularly um writing seems to like be and i think a long time ago when i first met you riley there was a whole thing about writing and maybe that was probably um when i did that yeah. medium gallery and maybe yeah. that's um not so far not Maybe that was someone trying to get you down that path because that's what I meant by the spirit world does that. But I feel like particularly right now, I can see like, it's almost like looking at a Y, right? You know, the letter Y and you're heading down toward, I always see things like right and left, even though it's not literal. Maybe you've been going the right towards the right with performing and stuff, but something's pulling you the other. It may not always look so sexy and great. Like it may not be like, speak to your soul every time but um you'll grow busier and busier and you know thrive and then the other side of you can still do what you want to do and compliment it it's almost like flipped i don't know if that makes sense
0: mm-hmm. no that totally makes sense that uh that that checks out and uh there's some stuff i've been working on that i can't discuss yet but it will be coming this year that uh is not my music but i've been working on other people's music and it's uh it's exciting stuff no
1: totally i think i think michael and i might know what you're talking about and yeah that that does uh uh click into some locks definitely how how about michael adela what do you see for old mr mcmillan not to call you old mr mcmillan
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: store <laughs> for when do I finally embrace the eternal slumber? oh
3: my god
2: um
3: that's great um okay with Michael it's kind of interesting because Michael has um the vision I get of you is like a lot of balls in the air <laughs> guys just keep it clean. What is it? Um, <laughs> I'm talking to a bunch of boys here. Um, I feel like you're going to have several different things going on. The thing with, with you, Michael, is that when you get your mindset on something and you want to do it and you want to perfect it, you um, are really good at that. And I think it's harder For you to accept that there may be several different things going on at the same time. And I don't mean like, you know, you're acting or the podcast or whatever. I feel like there may be some new things that you, um, hadn't thought about that are going to be coming to you. And as an opportunity. So I feel like one of them may even be completely nothing to do with, um, you know, the entertainment world, it just may be even like a business opportunity that you're like, okay, I guess. And it's, I don't see you thinking of this as like your life, your, 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 you know, your passion, but it is kind of an undercurrent of, to just be frank, a moneymaker, just kind of like a quiet, something that can just bring in cash. Um, that you don't have to really put a lot of energy into. Um, and I also feel and like that's, when it. That's well,
2: a dream. You just. Well, just I, mean, I don't it's have kind to of work like, hard and I'm going to get paid for it.
3: Great. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one. That's why I was saying, it's not like, you know, I, I'm saying that because you, when you get involved in stuff, you know, you get all in, you know, so you're very, it, you like get interested and you want to perfect it. So I'm saying it you might think like, oh, maybe this is it. Maybe I'm not going to do, and I'm just warning you that it's not. It's just there to kind of, okay, well, I put some energy into it, and it's kind of nice, and it brings some passive income, you know, no big deal. Um, But I feel like as far as um, your creativity, I mean, if there's anything I could uh, push you on is to definitely be free to, um, I know this is going to sound weird, but (laughs) I want to say just like, put you, you would be in demand in many different ways as far as acting. So it's not just like TV. It's not just film. It could be like video games. It could be a voiceover. It could be this, it could be that, but there is because there's going to be such a boom of people creating things that we're not seeing that has to do with the internet and online and different things that are going to form more streaming, more this, I feel that you'll be like a renaissance man in all those areas. Cause you can do all those things. I feel like rather than what you had before, which is this one thing you're doing it, you know, and then you do it then you finish and you go to nothing. I don't see it like that. I feel like you'll be surprised that you're going to go, you know, I did this a thing over here and it paid great and it was fun and it was a great outlet, they loved me. So now I'm doing, someone wants me to do this other thing. Now I'm doing this other thing. Now I just feel like it will, you're, you have, uh, the writing, you know, the voice and you can do acting. And, um, I even feel like, um, there may be some things you'll like consult on like producing wise. Um, but I feel like it's kind of getting you out of the, the mindset of, well, this is the one thing. And I kind of go in and I do that waiting for that one thing. I don't see it happening like that. I feel like the more you're willing to just have a bunch of, you know, pots on the stove, I, I actually feel like you'll feel happier than you would imagine. It gives you a lot more freedom as well because you also will have the freedom, which you don't tend to do for yourself, which is, you know, to maybe go somewhere do other things you're just for fun interested in? It's like giving. It's kind of like almost working for yourself in a way, while you're being hired out all these different places. I don't know if that makes sense.
2: Sure. I mean, and pots on the stove. I have been cooking a lot more this year, so maybe.
3: <laughs> Michael, don't be literal. That, I, I know. I, I'm not. Ta- <laughs> I know I'm you're gonna. Kidding. I know you're kidding, and I'm telling you. This is a warning because this is like going to happen in the next few months. And I could see you turning things down. And I'm just warning you not to do Come that.
1: turn things down, Michael. Even, yes. if,
3: even if it seems like some something you haven't done before or people you haven't worked with before. Adela, or... what, what if some
2: lobsters ask me to rob a bank? What am I supposed <laughs> to do? Yes. crime. <laughs>
3: I think so, you should, yep. I think you should go for it. You don't know what it might lead to. It might lead to some awesome gigs. No, I feel like these are going to be, it's the, it's the, it's the dying out of like, here's the one, the one, you know, job that I'm, I'm contracted out for several months or years. I feel that's kind of what's changing. You could do really, really well if you're willing to.
1: Hmm. I, I, I have to chime in, you know, I, I, the thing that picked up my ears was the consulting thing. Michael is so adept at like, you yeah. know, picking apart a script or a concept and he always gives the best notes. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I love that.
2: You heard yeah. it here, uh, script readers, aspiring script writers. <laughs> no. Email me. I'll read your script and give you notes oh, for 100 boy. bucks. 100 bucks a script. <laughs> Uh, two dollars a page oh my god yeah that's not bad Yeah, actually. all right uh and what about bryce yeah what's coming up in 2021 for mr johnson
3: uh it's interesting because i feel like with bryce um it's a little different in the sense of i feel that there's kind of a dual thing happening with you there's almost like a split uh you're kind of split down the middle and i feel like you always have been this way but this is a chance where you're going to get to allow it to come into fruition so there's this like very serious um side that's very philosophical uh questions everything that even your spiritual side as much as you're open to things you um, analyze everything. You know, you want to think about it, analyze it, and you want to look at all the aspects. And I have a feeling either a book or something you're going to work on that is letting you, um, like, go into all those areas, like kind of more the Mm. serious side of you um, that wants to kind of say your take, you know, of what you've learned, whether it's, like, just about Bigfoot or whether it's about all things, metaphysical, but I kind of feel like there's, um, something going to push you and there, and there, I actually really feel that you'll be offered. Like, do you want to do a book on this? Or do you want to do something just solely on this? It's not just the, um, you know, let's talk about it. And, you know, How have you been doing, it's kind of actually coming from you Yeah.
2: on the other,
3: on the other side, I do feel that as far as your creativity side, you know, your acting and things. I feel it's very similar to what, that's what I was hinting between you and Michael, that you will have those beehives as well. And I feel like maybe this is just a little thing I'm going to say, maybe you guys can help each other. Cause I feel like Bryce may be good at pushing Michael to jump into these beehives because I don't see you resisting it as much. Ain't
2: Any bees. Okay. <laughs> I I I,
3: i hate beehives by the way so i don't know why i have to keep seeing them um in these visions but um but anyway i feel like you'll you'll be into these types of um, independent and non, they're not all independent. I don't want you guys to think these are all independent projects and also non-independent projects. So I feel like you'll be real down for all of those things. So if you're down for all those things, but I feel like for you, it's more, performing and for michael it's more uh performing and writing and consulting kind of wow. all three and i feel like your writing is more like specific for some reason it's either a specific project or a book for some reason i do feel like it might be someone who might be interested in working with you on something like that so it's almost like you get to be both parts of you
1: interesting if you're well- willing. As I'm sure all your clients tell you uh, so often, that checks out. That vibes with me.
3: Okay, good. Well, I don't know if it vibed with Michael. We'll see. He's he's <laughs> accepting.
1: <laughs> oh, it did. He's just he's just fighting it.
2: <laughs> That's why
3: I think you guys. I actually, I'm not even joking. I do see you guys kind of helping each other through this new change. Um, pushing each other in different directions
2: well we are work husbands now so it's exactly likely to happen (laughs) love it uh so adela that was awesome thank you for giving us all a a, an impromptu reading that's cool and i want to ask before we move on to high strangeness generally people listening at home what do you want them to know what should they keep in mind as we go through what you're calling a difficult Period, and heading into the spring, and then hopefully a uh, a, a summer a summer of awesomeness. Hopefully,
3: okay. I didn't say awesomeness, but a lot a lot better. I don't word. want anyone coming back to me going where was my awesome summer, but he I feel that <laughs> <summer of Austin. laughs> exactly. no, you I don't know, know the DMS I get and stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like what people need to keep in mind that, you know, I, I know it sounds corny and, you know, baby cheesy, but you know, change is always hard, but this is probably one of the biggest, you know, awakenings and shift that I feel I, at least I have been alive to witness. And, um, you know, it was kind of told to me over 10 years ago that we were going to go through a major shift and those who are awake and aware will shift into it. Okay. And those who aren't, are going to fight against it. And this is what's happening. We're seeing that fight. However, um, if you're willing to not look at it, like everything's crumbling rather than rebuilding and, um, just unrooting and, and turning into something new, Um, believe me, we are going to, we're not going back and going forward and progression is good. And we are going to be a much more conscious uh, group of people. Of course you go through the pains of it. So if you're waiting for it to all feel good at once and everything to be fine, you will, I'm going to say you'll be disappointed, but if you understand that going through this shift and change is forcing us into a new world, that is going to be, um, in the the end, um, growing. I'm not saying it's not like a movie where everything just wraps up, but it's growing into something that I feel everybody has always really wanted. I think everyone has something inside of them that remembers home, remembers a place where we remember that we all are here to serve a purpose. I don't mean a purpose, but we provide a service for each other and what we do. And um, there is no true hierarchy. And I feel that um, if you just hold on, I know it's painful, but if you hold on We're going to, you know, rise up out of this into a new world.
2: Love that. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, Adela, there's a uh, game that we like to play with all of our guests. Yes. This a list that I'm going to go down. A list of phenomena. Uh, And if you are open to it, you're going to say believe it. If you're not, you're going to say bullshit. This is a new list for you. We've uh, updated it since last time you were on the show. Okay. Uh, This is a game that we call bullshit. Or believe it. Adela Levine. On your mark. Yes. Get set. Okay. Ghosts. Believe it. UFOs. Believe it. Bigfoot.
3: Believe it. ESP. Believe it.
2: Shadow people.
3: Believe it.
2: Unicorns. (laughs) Bullshit. Alien abductions. Believe it. Yeti. I believe it. Mothman. Believe it? Out-of-body experiences. Believe it. Tarot cards. Believe it. Demonically possessed dolls. Believe it. The healing power of crystals.
3: I'm holding one in my hand, so I believe it.
2: An alien spacecraft crashed at Roswell. Believe it. Loch Ness Monster. bullshit Atlantis
3: believe it
2: haunted houses
3: believe it with an explanation but believe it
2: skunk ape mm. bullshit the Jersey devil bullshit the biblical devil bullshit, bullshit. speaking to the dead
3: Hmm. Yeah, I believe that.
2: Mermaids. <laughs> I kind of believe that. The government is hiding the truth about Sasquatch.
3: <laughs> um, I sort of believe that, yeah.
2: Past lives. Bullshit. Life on other planets. Believe it. Life after death. Believe it. Awesome. Great Woo. job. Uh, let's talk, uh, well that was
1: an insight into a day or
2: we had um so you got a heavy believe it on shadow people. Yes. What are shadow people?
3: Yeah, it's, it's the most asked about, it's why I, I try to put the most asked about stuff in my book and shadow people are, um, actually it's the shadow is y- your sight. You're not seeing spirits quite clear. You're seeing them, but your sight is shadowed. And the re- one of the reasons why I know is because someone else I, I've been around people who see things that are shadowed and I can see them, but who they are. So, and I've had that experience myself before I honed my ability, they were shadowed and they're no longer shadowed, you know, meaning like when I was a kid and things like that, when I didn't right, understand right. what I was seeing. So it's really us. It's it's not nothing to be afraid of. I know it's alarming. It, and I actually had one happen to me recently. I came out of the bathroom and there was a little person and I have a little person in my house that belongs to me, (laughs) um, meaning my son. And I thought it was him and, um, it ran away and I realized he was in his room. So, um, I still have experienced it, but me being me, I'm like, well, that was weird. Huh? Okay. And, um, (laughs) and I feel like it was something kind of emulating, him, I mean, I'm always up for that. Sometimes our, you know, our eyes could be doing something, but, um, a hundred percent saw it when I opened the door, but you know, I'm, I'm logical. Maybe I didn't. Um, and I don't have a, I have a very kind of logical kid, so he's not the type to, you know, be silly and play tricks like that. Um, and so it's your site. Your site's just not seeing it all altogether clear. And at that time, I think something was just um, thinking it was fun to pretend to be. It was a, a spirit, but just taking a different form with me.
2: Interesting. There you go. Haunted houses, you said, yeah. believe it with an explanation. Sorry, Bryce, I didn't mean to interrupt. You. No, you didn't. Yeah.
3: Oh, um, what did you say something, Bryce? Did I nope. miss it? Nope. Oh, okay. Um, haunted houses. Um, my explanation. It's another very popular question. Um, haunted haunted houses. I've cleaned a lot of houses. You know, I've had to, you know, go in and and remove things. And um, what I've come to understand is that are there spirits that are in these spaces? Yes. But what happens is it's kind of the idea of like if everyone's going to these houses and they're known like, oh, it's very haunted here. The spirit world's like, well, this is a place everyone seems to be Open to seeing us, so it's kind of like you know, hey, everybody, let's go to that place because everybody's down with you know seeing us they're 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 open to it. The only reason why people don't see stuff it's same with cemeteries. cemeteries aren't more um haunted or anything. It's just that people are open to talking they're like aware of it, you know you don't turn it off like you you're not just sitting at home in your chair, you tend to turn it off the The spirit world is with us all the time it's like an onion. They're in this realm around us all the time, where like the ocean is a whole different world underneath, but it's part of our earth. It's the same with this, with that realm. And what happens is that people kind of get down with like, okay, yeah, let's go see if we can, you know, see some, you know, spirits or ghosts or whatever. And all the spirits kind of, go there as well. So sometimes you do see things that are, of course, maybe it had something that happened in that space, which are ghosts, which are don't realize they're dead. And they don't, they don't have an awareness, which is different than spirits, but then there's spirits who just aren't, you know, there to mess with people. And I've had to talk to them before. Cause they think it's funny.
2: That's what I'm like, going to do.
3: <laughs> I, I believe it. I believe I'm gonna to have to. I believe, I believe that you would go mess with people, Michael.
2: I mean, think I about you say it. That you're gonna to have to cast me out of a haunted house. I'm gonna have
3: to. Ca- I'm gonna have to help some people out. I'm going. To, like, Michael's just, you know, playing with every guys. He thinks it's fun. But God forbid, I'm knocking on wood. I don't want to even say that. That comes from my upbringing. You have to knock on wood. Can't joke about that
2: all right fair enough okay well we're gonna take a break when we come back it's time for this week's story of high strangeness with mr bryce johnson all right all right we're back and it's time for this week's story of high strangeness but i've just been given a bcc alert super producer riley has something that he wants to address i'm what's what's going on riley Made a birthday very, boy alert! Very, very <laughs> dramatic.
0: Very dramatic. It's just a, a little housekeeping from last week's episode. Uh, this was alerted to me by uh, listener Jimmy Kiwi, who's also an Files contributor and uh, supporter of the Patreon. So, what's up, Jimmy? But um, he pointed out that beneficent is actually a word. Yes! So we owe I Bryson Googled an it, apology. and I
2: don't think it is.
0: He sent it to me, definition and all, uh, being generous or doing good. <sighs> ineficent however you also pointed out which was something that i caught at the time and I, I just didn't want to stop the flow that bryce said that dmt is produced androgynously in androgynously the e-n <laughs> E and yeah. not androgynously yes. e N. Yeah. so i mean i guess DFT is also non-gendered so technically still correct but, <laughs> you know just a little just a little housekeeping from last well
2: week, you know anytime that. i yell at bryce for making up a word we should just know that it probably is a word because i tend to be wrong every time i correct him so fair that's enough.
0: amazing yeah all right uh,
1: see. oh oh i'm looking it up okay It's not endro. It's endogenously. I I put an R in there where it doesn't belong. People say
0: endogenously like Uh, that, so it sounds like endogenously. Biology,
1: growing or developing from within, originating within. Uh, Hmm. So there you go.
0: Okay. But, you know, I like androgynous DMT, too. That's (laughs)
2: you know Very, free and live its best life that's what you found in, that's what you'd find in david bowie's head <laughs> exactly. oh hello there
1: amazing well thank you for that jimmy i love that I, I you know i'm not uh i'm not uh protective about it so uh i, I love words and i love to make up words too so
2: you know yeah. what i'm gonna say to that bryce what? and jimmy listener jimmy
0: <laughs> it was only a matter of time. That gets a that <laughs> bigfoot. What is that? Groan. It's oh, Michael, is that... It's bigfoot sound effect machine?
3: <sighs> oh, Michael Bigfoot okay.
0: groaning machine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> well, let's jump in
1: to this week's story of high strangeness and a day. I knew you were going to be on, so I picked this subject especially for you. I wanted people Yay! who uh, who looked for your episode to sort of have a a, a great little podcast that. Uh, that encapsulated a lot of things. Um, I'd like to start with a quote. We are like islands in the sea, separate on the surface, but connected in the deep by William James. What if there was a record of everything that ever existed in time and space? A veritable database of the past, present, and future of every living thing in the universe.
2: Bryce, you're walking into a trap, but keep going. And <laughs> i just fully well, apple rackbar in the back of my head. What do you mean? <laughs> well, oh, we, you are know, walking I'm into a <laughs>
0: <road>. <laughs>
1: And not here, just a mundane good. log uh-huh. of that.
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry.
1: Okay, here we go, here we go. And not just a mundane log of activities and events, but a stored collection of thoughts, smells, feelings, emotions, and connections. And what if all these, let's call them events, were imprinted on some sort of field that solidified and held that information to create a permanent record, a record that was accessible if only one knew how to properly tune into it? Well, there are those who claim that this record exists, and it is known as the Akashic Record or akashic field now the idea of an akashic record was introduced to the language of theosophy through h.p blavatsky's famed uh she was a russian occultist and philosopher who characterized it as a sort of life force an indestructible tablet of the astral light recording both the past and future of human thought and action the notion or idea of an akashic record was further disseminated by Alfred Percy Sinnott in his book Esoteric Buddhism, when he cited Henry Steele Olcott's A Buddhist Catechism. Olcott wrote that Buddha taught two things are eternal, Akasha and Nirvana. Everything has come out of Akasha in obedience to a law of motion inherent in it. it, passes away. No thing ever comes out of nothing. Olcott further explained that. Early Buddhism then clearly held to a permanency of records in the akasha and the potential capacity of man to read from it. Now, akasha is the Sanskrit word for ether, sky, or atmosphere. And hearing those words, one can't help but to make the instant comparison to our own incalculable database, the internet, and the mysterious cloud through which all of its information is stored. The idea of a record that exists in an alternate dimension or on another plane of reality may sound a little far-fetched, but if I were to travel back in time only a hundred years ago and describe to someone what our internet was and how information was stored and accessed, he or she might look at me like I was some kind of deranged sorcerer, and he may be right. For Arthur C. Clarke taught us that any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. And maybe this Akashic field or record is some sort of technology. A technology that we just don't yet understand. And it may help explain why mystics, prophets, clairvoyants, seers, and mediums claim access to information, knowledge, or events which have already happened in the future. Now here we run into some minor problems, of course, like predeterminism and time. But one must remember, time, after all, is a man-made concept. And so what if everything that ever happened or ever will happen is happening right now in this one eternal moment, like the flash of a bulb that records the image onto a film? It reminds me of that great scene in Mel Brooks' Spaceballs when Lord Helmet wants to find the rebels, and Colonel Sanders tells him he can use a new breakthrough in home video marketing called Instant Cassettes, whereby they can just watch the already-made VHS tape of the movie Spaceballs even though they're still in the middle of making it and when fast forwarding they land directly in the present moment Lord Helmet asks what the hell am I looking at what is this when does this happen in the movie to which Colonel Sanders replies now you're looking at now sir everything that's happened now is happening now Helmet, confused asks what happened then we passed it Sanders responds when <laughs> just now the famed psychic Edgar. <laughs> another Casey. another high
2: strangeness where Bryce just casually slips into describing a movie. I, mean, I, want, I want
0: dinner theater of just one man show Bryce does space balls. Yes. <laughs> I highly recommend uh YouTubing that scene. It's it's worth it. Okay.
2: <clears throat> Maybe the first time anyone's used space balls to describe the Akashic record. <laughs> exactly. That's,
1: That's, awesome. what That's what makes me unique. Yeah. You know, the famed psychic, Edgar Cayce, who was known as the sleeping prophet, who gave tens of thousands of readings while in a self-induced trance state, claimed to use the Akashic field to access all of his information. Cayce wrote, Upon time and space is written the thoughts, the deeds, the activities of an entity. Cayce often referred to the Akashic record as God's Book of Remembrance. Even more surprising, was when Edgar Casey went into great detail about the lost city of Atlantis, recalling in great detail the lives of individual Atlanteans right before the great cataclysm that sent the city plummeting to the bottom of the ocean. Casey went on to say about the Akashic Field: These records connect each and every one of us to each other. They contain the essence of every archetypal symbol or mythic story which has ever deeply touched patterns of human behavior and experience. They have been the inspiration for our dreams and invention. They draw us toward or repel us from one another. They mold and shape levels of human consciousness. They are a portion of divine mind. Famed Swiss psychologist Carl Jung believed in a collective unconscious, a term that he coined which refers to structures of the unconscious mind which are shared among beings of the same species. According to Jung, the human collective unconscious is populated by instincts as well as by archetypes, universal symbols such as the Great Mother, the Wise Old Man, the Shadow, the Tower, Water, and the Tree of Life. Jung considered the collective unconscious to underpin and surround the unconscious mind. He argued that the collective unconscious had profound influence on the lives of individuals who lived out its symbols and clothed them in meaning through their experiences. Pim van Lommel, a Dutch author and researcher in the field of near-death studies, was a doctor specializing in cardiology. In 2001, he published his large-scale prospective study on near-death experiences. that was published in the medical journal The Lancet, as well as became a best-selling book, Consciousness Beyond Life, The Science of Near-Death Experience. He had this to say. I refer to this consciousness beyond time and space, which has no material or biological basis as non-local consciousness. Its wave functions store all retrievable memories and all other aspects of information. It features an interconnectedness that offers the chance of Communication with the thoughts and feelings of others and with those of deceased friends and relatives. Its roots lie in another invisible, immaterial realm that is always in us, around us. And guest Adela Levine, an author of Peering <laughs> Into the Narrow Room, had this to say. The collective what? unconscious, the collective consciousness is something that is already there. We don't have to do anything special to be invited in or anything like that think of it as the world's biggest library or even the internet by reaching out your spirit your energy you can tune in to the wealth of knowledge available to you uh echoing eastern religions that hold even your karma is stored at an energy level and maybe this is something science can get behind as well as quantum mechanics is providing more clues than ever about the true nature of reality In the universe, states Erwin Laszlo, Hungarian philosopher of science, information is entirely basic. In the latest conception, the universe doesn't consist of matter and space. It consists of energy and information. Energy exists in the form of wave patterns and wave propagations in the quantum vacuum that fills space. In its various forms, energy is the hardware of the universe. The software is information. And is that so hard to believe that our information is stored? Perhaps more than just information about our lives, the Akashic Record holds the blueprints to the building blocks of reality itself, with stored information about every particle ever in existence. Mystics and sages have long maintained that there exists an interconnecting cosmic field at the roots of reality, that conserves and conveys information. A subtle sea of fluctuating energies from which all things arise. Atoms and galaxies, stars and planets, living beings and even consciousness. a constant and enduring memory of the universe. You know, I remember as a young boy trying to think up a reason for God's existence. And the closest thing I could come up with was that if there truly was a God, then in order for God to know all things... He or she had to experience all things through all things, which meant that God needed to start creating the the Bryce Johnsons and the Michael McMillans, the Riley Brays and the Adela Levines in order to experience what it was like to be them through them. And if that was the case, it only made sense that God would want to remember that experience and retain access to that information by doing none other than making a record of. it. For as Socrates said, know thyself. And that's it. That's my story of high strangeness on the Akashic field. Just a Akashic casual, region.
2: casual Saturday afternoon for young <laughs> Bryce Johnson. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that was awesome. That was Thank so well written. Yeah.
2: So
1: what do you guys think about this stuff? That there's stored information somewhere up there in the ether
0: that we have access to past, present, and future. I love that you just like quickly glossed over. You're like, and there's a few small problems like predestination. <laughs> well,
1: you know, yeah, just you know, right. talking about like predeterminism and stuff like, do we have free will choice? And I think, I think I, I Dale touched on it earlier that, you know, we do and that we have these paths and she could sort of see down where the paths lead, uh, but that isn't a, a concrete thing. In other words, you know, there are multiple paths uh, that exist, and mm-hmm. uh, it's up to us to, to walk down the one we want.
2: Adela, yeah. I seem to recall that you are Uh-oh. not, you I'm don't buy into the acoustic <laughs> record, which okay. is why I was like, Bryce, you're walking into a trap. Well, I got that. And,
1: and there's other words for it. Collective yes. unconscious, as you called right. it. And the quantum vacuum
2: field, which you know. Well, that was actually my to. question is, are those the same thing? Is-
3: well, I, I think the thing is is that I think that uh, let me I feel like I'm like, uh uh like I got busted, but I feel that to be fair um, that Akashic Rick records what tends to happen at least in you know you know in my world right like the the spiritual world when i bump up against people who do all kinds of things and there are people who do akashic record readings and i think that's where i have a hard time because they're basically saying okay you know, Bryce, let me go look in, you know, Riley, Michael, let me go look in the, you know, into the file cabinet and pull out, you know, all the history of things about you. And this is why you are the way you are. And this is the way you're going to go. Um, and this is the, this is, this is the way your life's going to go kind of. I think that's where I have an issue where it's, there's no choice and there, and it's not co- always um, changing and fluxing. Mm. So, um, I feel that the future and the present and everything is always changing. So, and you know, it's not that there isn't this internet, like you're saying, like, I believe in quantum a hundred percent. I, I, you, you know, I put the symbols on my book for a reason, cause I believe in that. And that's why they're on my eyes. Cause it's like, I'm looking through you know, all these possible ways of things that could be happening in the timelines. There's so much that we don't know. And I always say, I'm only seeing like a corner. And I just have come to understand, it doesn't make sense if it's like, to me, if it's like this is already pre- um set up you know this is like the way you're built you have no choice i do feel there's a core of who we are kind of like you know i know the movie soul (laughs) where the core of who we are is the core of who we are but how we play that out the core of who you are is going to determine different aspects of your life so i think Mm -hmm. that's my issue with akashic is that people who who believe in it on a layman's term they take it and they turn it into like here's the blueprint of your life and this is the way it's going to go and that's because it's already been written in the stars so to speak and i feel that is different right
1: right and i think you've explained that well i mean they perhaps don't understand that that the present the future and even the past is still in flux
3: right Mm mm-hmm yeah, I feel that what happens is there's certain times where um, there's certain things that when I look at them, um, someone wants me to see something and I'll say, it's already happening. It's too late. I can't tell you what's the future because you're in the middle of it right now. You have to wait a beat before and because you already made a decision and now it's already in motion, but it can happen right soon as that's in motion, then I, you can look at it. So I think that isn't that different than Akashic, isn't it more like a blueprint of everything's already been written, like when you were born and everyone was born, it's already written out and this is who you're going to be and this is how you're going to live, I think is different than quantum and other aspects or collective conscious even is more kind of, to me, the collective consciousness is everyone understanding and having a knowing I don't have to sit and explain it to you we already well, all have a knowing, Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's why I brought up Jung and even and even Casey's right. sort of explanation that there's the, that there's these archetypal symbols that are already in place and we sort of mm-hmm. that's that's the blueprint and it and it's not every T is crossed and every I is dotted but it it, it you know it's a blueprint of how these archetypal symbols and uh, will play out in our lives and I think that's true on some level.
3: You're saying that um, there's already like almost like bullet points of things that already get, already set in motion. Is that what you're saying? That already
1: I don't know if it's if it's bullet points, but it's like you know we we come into this world with with a personality, you know, with with mm-hmm. uh, perhaps some already you know uh, predetermined type mythos, you know, and we follow that along, you know, like. Uh, it, Michael, it goes back to what you were saying. Uh, what? How did you call it? Uh, uh, e- evil, good. What was that system? You that categorical oh, system? Uh,
2: lawful, mean? good, neutral, good, and chaotic, good, right. or lawful, evil.
1: Yeah, it's like those aren't neutral, something evil, that we people. like get to choose who we are. That's just kind of like who we are. But you know, I think I think religions have had a different name for it, and people describe it in different ways. But the idea remains the same that that there's information available and i think I think when people start to think, well, how can you know the future information be there if it's if it hasn't happened yet but is which was I already tried to explain through the the spaceballs analogy that that everything is happening. Right now, you know, there is no future. There is no past. There's I only- tried well,
2: using that- Spaceballs <laughs> I don't people understand.
3: Listening. It's simple as No, oh I feel, I, I see what you're saying. I feel, the only thing I would say is that I believe that the core of who we are, we take part of that. I don't know exactly how, but I don't feel like we're assigned it, you know, and that's what you're saying, you know, your personality. But let's say in this world, it's very limited. So let's say you're very like you get things done. You're on top of things. you, You like to be in charge. And someone says, "Okay, you're the boss. And this person kind of plays it out maybe they're playing it out being like too bossy and too over, you know, overbearing. And they kind of learn through life, like, oh, there is a place for me. People need me to take charge, but I'm learning the human experience of how to communicate with people and how to connect because we are limited in this world through the physical body and the physical world. And the the only thing I think uh, i question that is that i know that when you die you're still growing and you're still evolving so i feel like um i just don't feel like there's like a beginning and an end and i feel like what you're saying is more right on than what i've seen other people call it which is more like let me get give you a reading of this is who you are and this is what your life's going to be
0: mm, mm-hmm
3: that's well, just that's limiting a,
1: to me. Yeah, it it it's like that uh that great experiment in in quantum physics, that double slit experiment, you know, it right. only it's it, is it a particle or is it a wave? It'll only be one or the other until you look at it. Exactly. That's hmm. right.
3: I agree with that that's, that's that's what's amazing about that. I think we're so we're on our way, but there's so much we don't I think it's just a science we are haven't fully understood yet when it comes to um, future and present. And are we on, uh, um, I, I, I lately have had like a trippy thing where I've been seeing things kind of, It just more and more looks circular, you know, like it's yes. just constantly circular about Which, time.
2: What, uh, the, the model of time is circular. You're yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. It's just more and more very apparent. Like I've had some experiences where I'm going, yeah, this isn't like just, linear. I mean, I, you know, you know, we're human. And sometimes if I'm looking at or doing a reading, I have to picture it, like, you know, he, like I said, the letter Y, but I'm not really, it's not really how it's working. I'm just, I feel like it's constantly moving and we're a part of it. So um, there's been times where um, you can see where something's moving and you can just kind of keep moving with it. And then Turn with it. Does that make sense? And then everything, it, kind, all the dots connect yeah. differently. It does. It sense. Okay. It does,
1: and I'll tell you why. My my dad used to constantly we we would talk about time travel, and if it was possible, and he would say, you know, think of time like a river. It it forges ahead, never going back. You know, and and there's that great quote. You know, you never step in the same river twice, and uh, and I and I would and I and for a long time that made sense, but then I was like. Well, what if that river connects to the back of it and makes a circle? Then it is the same
0: river going forward and back, time and time again. You know? Yeah, that circular notion is cool too, because if you you know if you think about like space time, is like you know everything in space is moving in circular orbits. Like we're on a planet that's orbiting a star that's orbiting a a galaxy that's orbiting in a universe. Everything's moving in circular motion, and you know if you're a if you're a point on a circle. Like, what does that circle look like to you, especially if it's enormous, it, it looks like a line, you know? So we right. perceive time as linear because we're not perceiving the, the larger structure that it's existing in. So I, I like that. I think that's really cool.
3: Which is why you could jump time to me from the things that I've seen, because I'm not really going ahead. I'm just moving with the wave. So like when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, what is the temperature of the energy today? Where is it moving? And if mm-hmm. you flow with it, mm-hmm. you'll be able to see where things are going. You fight it, then you don't. Does that make sense?
2: Yes, to ride the wave, man.
3: Ride the wave, ride baby. That,
2: <laughs> ride that circle straight into the most awesome summer ever 2021. You heard it here first it Adela Levine. What? Uh, so, Go after Michael. He said, it. It he said Adela. <laughs> summer's gonna be awesome. Speaking <laughs> of time, unfortunately, this has come. This brings us to the end of another clubhouse session here on Bigfoot Collectors Club. Uh, Adela. Where can people find your work? Where can they watch your videos? Where can they get your book?
3: Okay, so um, you could find my work. Um, I'm Adele Levine on everything. Um, also, you can catch some past episodes of The Witch and the Medium. Um, you can see my videos, Adele Levine. My book is on Amazon, and you can get it Kindle or paperback. Please leave a review if you do; it helps. And I also forgot to say that um, I launched a line with you guys. All know Chicky Moo, Susie, who we all love. We got together, and um, I launched a line with her for um, incense. People have been asking me for years about incense and things like that. What I use, and we put oh, you're together doing that with kits.
2: Susie Gardner.
3: Yeah, Susie Gardner on Chicky awesome. Moo. Pete yeah, Gardner. so of, yeah, of
2: Pete Gardner. Pete yes, Gardner Pete Gardner's
3: wife. Yeah, we we launched Very something first together. Guest yeah, she's, she's awesome. I've known her for a long time. That's how I met you guys. That's and, right. um, and we launched a, a Dale Levine kit and incense and, um, you can get them individually on, you can get on my website, Dale Levine, You can go right to her website, Chickie Moo. Um, but I'm a Dale on, on everything pretty easy to find.
2: Awesome. And the name of the oh, book wait. again is Peering Into the Narrow Room, A Peering Non-Guide to the Other
3: a Side. A Non-Guide to the Other Side. I forgot to say um, during this time, I'm still offering 50% off my readings with the code piece. And if you're interested, I'm doing um, at the end of the month, a class on remote viewing. The very thing we're talking about um, It's kind of how I see Brian. time. Oh, yeah. um, Join on that Zoom, <laughs> on Zoom. <laughs> um, which is always interesting. But yeah, that's it. Thank you, guys.
2: Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Great. And uh, I'll put a link to your website in the show notes for the, and listen, I'm sorry. I know in the last week's episode, I said I was going to put things in the show notes and then forgot to do it. Um, But uh, I'm going to get on top of it in 2021. Uh, Also do us a favor, everybody go to uh, Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Uh, If you do, we may read it right here on the show. Like, This one that I'm pulling up on my phone. Five stars. Believe it. From Mr. Fry. Wet Hot Alien Summer brought a fresh and totally unexpected approach to the Roswell UFO crash. Michael, Bryce, and Riley are nothing short of sensational. Thank you so much, Mr. Fry. Uh, Boys, Bryce, uh, you've got a popular Bigfoot... Uh, TV show happening right now. Why don't you tell people about it? Yeah,
1: find all new episodes of Season 2 Expedition on Discovery Plus starting on January 17th. Meet us over on that new platform where they have the largest collection of paranormal television anywhere in the world. See you there.
3: Nice. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> that was <anything laughs> to plug?
0: Yeah, I mean... um, as you may or may not have heard uh, spindrift got robbed this year and all of our equipment was stolen and a bunch of people were asking us if we could do if we were doing a goFundMe and instead we decided to launch a pre-sale of our record which is going to start shipping in March um, so it's a new record you can buy it on CD or vinyl the pre is active now at alternative that's our label it's and um, if yeah we'd really appreciate anybody that wants to buy the record aside from the bad things that happened it's an awesome record that i'm super proud of that i co-produced with Jello and um Biafra, and it's just uh it's it's i'm really excited about it and we've been waiting all year for it to come out it was supposed to come out march this year so it's finally going to be shipping and it's finally coming out. And so, if you want to hear the new Spindrift, uh, you can go ahead and pre order that at Alternative Love awesome. it. Um,
2: nothing nice. for me to plug, but I will say this. Uh, Adela mentioned it. I know Riley's seen it. If you haven't seen Soul, the new Pixar movie that's on Disney, oh. Plus, fucking check it out. Bryce, You have you I've watched it? I've seen it. Yet?
1: Watched it with the kids.
2: Oh, yep. Love it. It's
3: awesome. It's- It's
1: a great movie
2: and it gets into a lot of the stuff that we were talking about today. So definitely check that out. Um, All right, everybody. Thanks again to Adela Levine. Uh, Good night. And go get regressed.
1: Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month.
3: Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.
2: Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds.